Rob Herod is Mr. Ford in Australia, but how blue is his blood really? I've always been a Ford guy. My first car was a, a HJ Holden Ute, and then I bought two to my father's disgust because he always drove Fords. I bought an A9X, brand new. It was like $10,000 or something like that. It didn't have a radio in it, whatever it may be. And then I sold it, I got off a good money. It was probably like 25 grand or something. I sold it and I went and bought an XD Fairmont gear and I put wheels and stuff on it. That's how it all began. And my father always said to me, he's driving these holes, you'll see the light one day, you'll, you'll drive a Ford. And I've driven Fords ever since then. With the new Gen 3 cars being released next year, was it the right decision? How the hell are you going to get a whole grid full of them by this time? It couldn't happen. It could not happen. And we tried to make everybody aware that it could not happen. The right move, the right move was made by supercars. And the people that said you should do this this time next year. We're in the right spot right now. And even now, we will make 2023. The car will be on track without any issues because whatever small issues we got now, we've got time to fix them. Ford are not far away from releasing their brand new Mustang worldwide. Watch Rob Herod's thoughts on it. I'm very fortunate I actually have seen the vehicle. Don't know if should be even saying that, but I, but I have seen that vehicle. I've seen it in clay. Rob Herod joins us today on Inside Supercars and we find out about how Howard Marston helped set up his career. when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday Work Drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry-free. Jack LeBron. Hi, I'm David Reynolds, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Well, Rob Herod, you have had a very interesting, it's really two years since yep. uh, you've been filling in for Rob. the man at the top of uh, the now demerged. Dick Johnson Racing. Yeah, correct. And when I say taking, I basically just been caretaking for Ryan, as Ryan has not been well. Basically been Ryan's eyes and ears and just making sure that the place is running right. And to be quite honest, my job is very minimal, just due to the fact that the place just runs so very, very well. Ryan is just, he, he's, a, he's a genius, as we all know, but everything Ryan does, he does well. So all the staff, everybody at DJR, they don't need to be overseen, but at the end of the day, if Ryan's not well enough to go into the shop or he's not well enough to come to a race, I'm the eyes and ears for Ryan that can be brought back to Ryan instead of those people being annoyed through a race meeting or whatever it may be. It's, it, uh, I imagine it's a very challenging to be in, to be the boss, but knowing that ultimately you're not the, the complete control. Correct, correct, and I've never looked at that as, as that side of me. I'm more there as a friend, and when Ryan said we want you to be the general manager, I was sort of like, well, yeah, take me back. I'm quite happy to do that, Ryan. 
But at the end of the day, it's Dick and Ryan's business. It's not my business. I'm just there to oversee that everything runs fine. And if there's anything that Ryan needs to know, or Ryan's got problems, Ryan can always come to me and go, mate, this is what we need to do. As I say, my job is not really that hard. It, it's hard to the fact that I, sometimes I like to make decisions, but they're not my decisions to make, so I run them back through Ryan. And Ryan, even though he's not well, usually comes through and finishes things off anyway. So the job is not that hard. It's, it's, it's been good for our, for our brand. Ryan and I are very good working together um, with my road car business and the number of things that we do together. We're, we're sort of like two guys that just know each other. Where I'm really strong, Ryan is not, and vice versa. And when it comes to Ford... I don't believe there's anyone in this country that understands Ford Motorsport and Ford Road Cars in like hot rod style versions and the people to contact and the people to talk to than myself or Ryan's story. And if there's something someone Ryan doesn't know, I'll have the answer and vice versa. Well, let's talk about what you're doing because you moved up to Queensland. Your business is primarily down in Victoria. Yeah. How has that gone? Because you're doing something for a friend and yeah. it's something you're obviously passionate about. Yeah. But the bread yeah. and butter is is still down there with Herod yeah, and performance. performance. Yeah. Well, that, that's where it's worked out very, very well. I initially worked at, moved, moved up. I didn't move up to the Gold Coast to live. I come for two to three weeks for my daughter to have her baby. It was through COVID. Very concerned about postnatal depression and so forth because my ch children's mother had postnatal depression it's, it's a horrible thing and where I could get on a plane and go back to Melbourne do what I need to do if something happened with my daughter I could not get back to the Gold Coast so being so close to Ryan and I've, I've been doing things with DJ for well over 20 years Ryan for well over 10 years I've got to get up in the morning I've got to go to work and basically what happened like, I would go to work up to DJR and see Ryan wasn't wasn't well, whatever it may be, and the pair of them just said, can you stick around? And I said, well, I'm not going anywhere for the moment because I can't get home. In the end, I never went back till the 18th of January. I was there from the 22nd of September through to the 18th of January. Then I was back within a week to do the launch of the car. So, but in saying that, along that route, while I was there in September, we, Ryan and I both knew Scott was going to go to IndyCar. And we had such success with the DJ, the Dick Johnson Limited Edition by Herod that we done, which was a 30-car build. They were, they were exorbitantly priced, like $180,000 to $190,000 per car. Some people bought two of them. They sold well over $300,000. So I, Ryan mentioned it to me. We just thought, why don't we do a McLaughlin Mustang? We believe Scott's going to win the championship. It's the last by the cherry it's good for the team, it's good for Scott, it's good for Herod, it's good for everything. So with the help of Ford Australia with Kay Hart, who was, who was running Ford at the time, and a couple of other people there, Kay lined us up with the New Zealand, head of New Zealand Ford. I spoke with him, so I think Simon put us on onto Hutchison Ford, and we were able to export 30 cars to New Zealand, Ford approved, and we moved into 50 cars for Ford Australia. So it was an 80-car build, which really, they're nowhere near as complex car as what the DJR of Dick Johnson Limited Edition was. But this car is still a production car, so it has second-stage vehicle manufacture, so the car gets shipped directly from Ford to Herod. It doesn't go to a dealer. We do all our work, then the car gets shipped onto the dealer, then gets registered as a Herod Performance Mustang. That's enabled me to stay up here and help at DJR, come to the race meetings, be with my family up there, 
look after my grand, you know, see my granddaughter, see my daughter, as well help look after Ryan with Ryan's needs and Dick's needs up here. But my factory in Melbourne has been able to have 12 months of constant work without me being there. I can micromanage it from up here. But now the borders are open, I can go backwards and forwards when I need to. So, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. That's why Herod's have been able to run without me there. So I've got a good team of people. There's like six people on floor plus, plus you know, other people around. It's just a real good, well-oiled little machine that's very passionate about what we do. We just do good, good quality work. Where did your interest in performance vehicles and upscaling vehicles come from? Very, very fortunate. Back in the early 2000s, going back into the, in the late 90s, I used to reshell Fords. I'd buy a damaged car and I could buy a brand new body in white, as they call a car that's unpainted, body in white, and I would reshell an old vehicle, like a smashed, damaged, have to be a late model vehicle, something that was in, in current production that I could buy the current body shell for and take all the bits and pieces out of it and rebuild that into another car. And I gradually got this name of this Ford specialist, as it may be. And when I built my new facility in Melbourne up in Thomastown, which is literally 10 minutes from Ford, I was fortunate enough to meet Howard Marson, who was a, the godfather of GTHO and run Ford Racing and so forth. Howard come to me saying, we're going back into motorsport. I'm leaving Tickford. I have nowhere to work internally at Ford. I need you to be my skunk works. At the time, I was still modifying Falcons, but I never put a name on them. I just do the work because people come and knock on my door. Hey, what can you do for my car? You make it like your car. Yeah, yeah, we can do this, we can do that. And that's what we would do. But with Howard coming along, he said, you do not brand yourself. I want you to become a household name brand with Ford. So what we done, we started to manufacture exhaust systems, Herod branded, interior trims, Herod branded, whatever it may be. And gradually, gradually, we grew into this to this brand and as we discovered Ford was moving out for manufacturing in Australia I reached out to the US to become involved with Ford Racing Parts in US I traveled to the SEMA show traveled to the PRI show got to know these network of people and eventually I got this account with Ford Racing and become for the last six or seven years we've won top 10 dealer awards in the US which allows us to be basically the number one dealer outside the US in the world which is a a pretty big accolade when you talk to most full performance parts deals in the US, they're lucky to get one in their lifetime. I have six or seven of the goddamn things. And one year in 2020, I believe I was number one on the globe with my collaboration with Ford Australia, the Aspect Mustang, because we use a lot of genuine Ford parts that run through my account. So pretty pretty blessed. So that's, that's sort of where it's all come from. Um, standing back from Howard Marsden to become this brand. And I to be quite honest, I, I was talking to someone earlier the most amazing experience of my life is I come back from the US and we were doing this build with this aspect in the Ford plant. The Ford plant in Melbourne was registered in my name because I was the manufacturer of the vehicle. To walk into that plant when they're doing what they call a slow build, which is nutting out how the thing's going to run in a production line. It's a two to three week, maybe four week chore. And I walked in there bolting on Herod Performance Muffles onto this Mustang in the Ford plant. And I stood back, I'm going, wow, if Howard could see this now, and I'll just bring this up. It's a bit of a bit of a funny thing. Is the last ever aspect to go down a production line was number three fifty one. Everyone would think it would be number five hundred, but I had the choice of what number car that that Rob Herod wanted for his own car. And Howard Mars and we we built a show car for Ford back as a AU Falcon, 
and had a stroker engine in it, like a stroke crank and rods and stuff. Howard said, Robert, you must make it 351 cubic inch. That's the magic forward number. And to get to where I am now, I'd never forget people that have helped me along the way. And I wanted that car to be number 351 in recognition of Howard, of Howard's vision of what he wanted me to become. And it's a pretty unique car. It's signed by everybody who worked on the build. It's all signed in the trunk. It's stored away, it's put away. It's a very, very special car. Where did my interest with performance cars and stuff come up? How Marsden had a hell of a lot to do with it. You have got such a uh, wide range of parts that you're bringing in parts from America, you're developing your own gear, yeah. uh, ECUs, suspension. Yeah. It seems like a natural progression that you'd move into engines. Yeah, look, the, the engine side of things for me, uh, it's it sort of just happened with my very close friend Steve Amos, who's owned Moztec engines for a long time. I, behind the scenes, have been helping supply Moztec with a lot of engine parts, development parts, things that nobody else could get out of Ford in US. I managed to achieve to help them develop bits and pieces. But unfortunately, Steve hasn't been well. And we all looked at it and we thought, you know, this, this Gen 3 thing's getting on, on a little bit. We're starting to run out of time. I have the contacts, the connections in the US to really try, if anyone can fast track the components that have to be manufactured, can source them out of Ford. I'm, I'm, I am a tier one supplier to Ford. I have all the, 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 the quality standards approved by Ford. When I reached out to Mark Rushbrook, who's a, the head of Ford Motorsport globally, told Mark what we're thinking about doing. He was fully endorsed that he actually says, actually says to me, Rob, this is a good thing because I've been worried about what could happen to Steve with the pressure and so forth. And that was our major concern too because we thought we put Steve on a lot of pressure, he could have another brain hemorrhage. You know, I was sort of taken aback a little bit when we are going to call it Herod Performance Engines, but obviously, you know, we can't... It has to be Herod Performance, that's the bottom line. Steve was all for it, it was Steve's idea. Steve told me his idea that he wanted to be Herod Performance Engines. When I had his blessings, I felt fine, but in my own right, I didn't feel fine because it was Moztec engines. But the only way we can really do this, it has to become Herod and has to be how it is, if that makes sense. So to me, to handle this, I've got the right staff. We have the right facility. I've been revamping the facility in the last three to four weeks since I've been there. Um, Steve not being well, obviously he hasn't been able to keep the maintenance up to the place and whatever. You know, I have a standard I must work to. The people that work to me must work in a standard. And we've, re, we, we've redone the place. And I've got great great employees, Bobby and, and Craig, who are in there now. We've got more people coming in. It's going to be really good. And it's so good today, like we're talking here today. We've got three Herod Performance engines in the top 10 shootout today. It's pretty cool, pretty cool. And I do want to come back to that, but I want to talk business about yep. engines. We talk about what you've got in the V8 supercar field, what we've got coming in 2023. Three, yep. But it makes sense that a Herod Performance engine is part of the up-spec of someone's Herod Performance upgrades for their Mustang yep. and their other performance cars. Yeah, look, back at Herod's in Melbourne, so I'm going to call Herod's in Melbourne. There's Herod Performance engines on the Gold Coast in Yatla, and there's Herod's in Melbourne. We predominantly build so many parts. We have our own own spec pistons made, our own spec conrods, our own spec cranks. You know, we build a lot of engines, a lot of supercharged engines with, with Whipple. We're very, very close with, with Dustin Whipple owns Whipple superchargers. You know, my own DJR limited edition makes over a thousand horsepower at the rear wheels on a 
on E80, E85. But yes, we do do a lot of engines, and, and the shop in Melbourne is predominantly, I would say we are the number one Mustang enhancement specialist in the country. Yes, there is others, but do they do it the same way we do it? Do they do the numbers that we do? I don't believe so. You know, we have we have people building Shelby's, we have people building Roush cars. You know, there would have to be well over 1,500 Herod modified Mustangs, maybe more, but modified with superchargers, engine builds and so forth throughout this country. And I can't, I don't believe there's, you know, 40 Roush cars in the country. Would there be, you know, 50 to 100 Shelbys? I don't believe there is. So it's been very good for me to stick with using my own brand, as Herod said to me, and even Ford Racing back when I first become an account. I said, look, I can build cars and with Mustang, I want to use these parts and whatever. I can get Dick Johnson or Marcus Ambrose to endorse these products. No, Rob, we want to use your name. We need you. We need someone down there who we can refer to. And it's worked. It's taken me like a long time to get there. Like this year marks 47 years since I left school to become an automotive engineer. So it's not something that hasn't happened overnight. It's taken a long time, but dedication, belief in yourself, and having the having the belief from decent people, Dick Johnson, Howard Marsden, you know what I mean? I have so many people to thank for me getting here because they believed in me. And if you've got somebody believing you, and, and it's the old story when you're a kid growing up, you look up to someone a little bit older than you, someone you look up to respect and whatever it may be, that's that's what I owe it all to because still to today, I look up to people, you know, but it's great now. I've got younger people looking up to me. So you mentioned how you were re-shelling Fords. Mm. Were you a Ford man or did you happen to, upon Fords um, as the ones that you could do the most effectively? Yeah, I think I've always been a Ford guy. My first car was a, a HJ Holden Ute and then I bought... Two to my father's disgust because he always drove Fords. I bought an A9X, brand new. It was like $10,000 or something. It didn't have a radio in it, whatever it may be. And then I sold it. I got off a good money. It was probably like twenty-five grand or something. I sold it. And I went and bought an XD Fairmont gear. And I put wheels and stuff on it. That's how it all began. And my father always said to me, he's driving these whole You'll see the light one day. You'll, you'll drive a Ford. And I've driven Fords ever since then. Excuse me. And it's just... It's what I love. I love the Ford brand. I love the people. Everything about Ford, I love, you know, and I'm so blessed that I know all the right people over in Dearborn. You know, I went to Ford straight after the Bathurst 1000. I went to the PRI show in Indianapolis. Then I spent a week in Dearborn with the chief engineer of Mustang. I went to the wind tunnel. I went to the engine plant. I went to the... Because I know people and people just want to help me. So it's... I can come back here and if... Yeah... I don't believe anyone else in this country has the contacts that I have at Ford Australia and in Ford in the US. Because I know people at Ford US don't know how the hell I get things done. In 2023, we have a new Ford. What is the new Ford Mustang road car, the new Ford Mustang supercar, and Herod Performance? What's that combination going to look like for you? As far as road car stuff, Herod Performance will be doing their own road car. Um, I'm very fortunate I actually have seen the vehicle. Um, don't know if I could even, should be even saying that, but I, but I have seen that vehicle. I've seen it in clay. Um, so it's a, an amazing looking car, which I can't disclose too much about. But um, 
you know, come August this year, the, the global reveal of the NASCAR, I believe the supercar and, and the road car will happen. We, we, I don't expect us to see the new 2023 road car first, second, second quarter of next year is probably where we're going to see it. Um, but it's an amazing looking thing and, and we won't, we'll, be, we'll be out there ready to roll and make it happen. As I say, because I'm already talking with Ford. Whether we do another collaboration with Ford like we've done with the R-Spec, I don't know. It's early days, but all I know is that when things are going to happen with the S650 in the US, I'll be going over there for launches and bits and pieces for that S650. So it's pretty exciting. The thing that will be common with it is that hopefully once supercars sign off that every mustang racing will run a herod performance engine in it which is a great thing well that was the interesting thing about 2022 and herod performance engines three as you uh, mentioned in the top 10 in the first race here yeah. at sydney motorsport park were you surprised that one of the ford teams didn't come to you for their engines um well we have we've got blanchard's Running their, Blanchards are running it, their engine with us now. It's basically the end of the day that it's too soon for us to start doing customer cars, uh, customer engines in this category that we have run right now. Blanchards are a great fit. We've known the family, been very good friends with DJ forever and a day. Great people. We could squeeze in to do one more team. I could name some names that people that want to be with, but we we honestly couldn't do it with 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 doing the Gen Three development. It's taking a big chunk of our time. So we need to make sure that we have everything covered for this Gen 3 engine when it's time to come. We don't need to be distracted having half a dozen teams wanting to run a Herod engine in them for this series. It's too late. MozTech should have been doing that ages ago if they were going to do it. They weren't. They were literally doing DJR engines. Now we do we do Blanchards. Um, so it's... it's yeah, it'd be if the series went on for another year or so with these current engines. Yeah, I'd like to look for more work and do more teams engines, but we're not. We're moving forward. We're not getting back, as old DJ says. You get a stiff neck looking back. We're going to go for what we're doing now. Get this Gen Three right, and we're very, very fortunate that Ford in the US are doing a lot of testing for us. We'll develop components. They're ready to do like full-on twenty-four hour testing of the engine for us on a transient dyno. We have backing from Ford. And like it's pretty cool that, that Herod is backed a little bit like Roush Yates in the US. I'm very fortunate. Doug Yates, who owns Roush Yates, is a very good friend of mine. We're basically on the same level. So it's a good fit. So yeah, it'd be nice to have more Herod engines, but we, we don't, so we just leave it where it is now because I believe that's where we need to be. Where our, where our product is right now, I think it fits right. How much... Upscaling, you said you've got a few more staff coming in on the Gold Coast f to take the yeah. entire Ford label into the Herod Performance Engines. Yeah. How many more people does that take? How long do you have to, you know, training someone up to do it a particular way is not a five-minute exercise. No, it's not, but we've got some very, very good people that we've known for a number of years that we can bring in to do things for us. It all de It's all going to depend on when... We get signed off from supercars. Ford finish their transit dynasting. The biggest issue I see is components to get... The world is in turmoil. Whether anyone likes it or not, I believe that right now we're in a worse position than we were 12 months because no matter which way you turn, you cannot get components, you cannot get staff, you cannot get any damn thing. I think the big benefit 
of myself being involved running this Ford program is I don't need to go through third parties to get components manufactured. I know the owners of the companies and I've already reached out to them to explain our situation. I believe we can have engines here at the right times. So I don't really need to employ more people right now. It's once we know we're going to start getting components arriving and we need to do things that's what we might only need one or two more people that that'll be about it and there's no harm in rob herod getting his hands dirty as my new staff at the, the engine shop have seen they're amazed that i the things that i've done in two weeks they go wow you come in you get your hands dirty you want to pull an engine apart i can do all this stuff as well so it's not just a matter i'm going to come in and run the place i can build engines too yeah i can build engines alongside my team so it's it's exciting and then the other area that I'm certainly interested in is right now you might not be able to do every Ford in pit lane, but every one of those Fords in pit lane is still going to be on the racetrack under the Super 2 banner. Is that part of the greater strategy in being able to do the engines for the Super 2 category moving forward? Because that's going to be a, a huge opportunity. One of the issues that you have is, is the DJR spec engine we have doesn't fit straight into a Tickford car, for instance. Blanchards, we warned them, and there's a lot of work for them to convert a Tickford-style car into a DJR spec engine. So, you know, unless you've got something that's got a DJR chassis, I don't believe it's a, an economical solution to go that way, if that makes sense. But, you know, we can look at things and address things as things get moving along. It's early, early days for Hero Performance Engines at the moment. And I actually feels great to sit here and talk to you, talk to somebody about it, because I haven't talked to many people about Hero Performance Engines. But it's in its infancy. It's going to grow. It's going to become good. We've got the right staff. And, yeah. I can see it's like a new toy, because every time we talk about it, your eyes light up and uh, the energy level seems to live. Well, it's funny. Everyone that surrounds me says they love being around me because my my energy, my passion, my drive. I get out of bed. I don't get out of bed in a bad mood. I get out of bed ready to go to work. I, you know, if something if something is is in my way and it's a nightmare, I find a way to fix it. I find a way to fix it nicely without upsetting anybody. I'm very good at that, you know, and I'm just passionate about what I do. Hence why I think I'm. I, I know once once we we come up with the with the with the final solution with Steve Amos at MozTech, and I could take the reins. It was one night there. I, I was up at five in the morning on a Thursday morning. I went to bed at ten o'clock on Saturday night. I spent all day Thursday, all Thursday night, all Friday, all Friday night, then through the day Saturday, getting getting all my spreadsheets done, everything with this thing, all the manufacturers, all the costings. I just love it. I just love a challenge. But the thing with it is, the challenge to me with this, compared to building 500 Mustangs where you've got to import every part and have it on the line in time, this is a walk in the park for me. I know I can do it. I'm not, and I, but when I look at it all, I don't think anyone else could do what I can do. And I don't say that chest beating. It's just the fact I have so much experience in it. And I know everybody. It's the bottom line, you know. How important was it that supercars bit the bullet and made the Gen 3 2023, particularly because of the Mustang, the world release of the Mustang in August in August this year? It's not hard. We're here at the first round right now, and we don't have any cars. We have some development cars that still have little small issues. How the hell are you going to get a whole grid full of them by this time? It couldn't happen. 
It could not happen. And we tried to make everybody aware that it could not happen. The right move, the right move was made by supercars. And the people that said, you shouldn't do this this time next year. We're in the right spot right now. And even now, we will make 2023. The car will be on track without any issues because whatever small issues we got now, we've got time to fix them. But right now, if you had X amount of cars on a track now, I'd, nah, nah, it was the right move was made. But importantly for Ford, you would have had a body shell and then the next year you'd be building another body shell. Correct, exactly right. And it's a lot of, lot of money for teams to, for this year to have one body shape they have to change all the body next year. That was one of the key elements that I believe help, you know, move it over to next year. But in all honesty, I want to see the Camaro race, the Mustang. We all do. But there's no point bringing on a show if you're not ready. It has to be ready and ready right. Do you want drivers to get in the car and love the cars? Like already with what we're seeing, it's going to be good, you know. They, they say in the car, yes, it's all with the city and all what it made. They can be all fixed. But the actual racing is going to be good. I really believe so. And it'll all be up to setup at the end of the day. You're going to have a good driver. And if your engineering ain't good setting the suspension up right, well, you know, there's no advantage in anybody. Bar your setup in your driver, it's going to be good. The aero is going to be good. Everything's going to be great. How different is running a race team and running an operation of, I imagine you're about the 60 mark compared to running Herod Performance for the last 45 years. Yeah. Um, like I say, at DJR, that isn't a headache to me at all because Ryan has everything structured in that place so well. Like, you could put someone else in there to run that place and they wouldn't have an issue because it's all structured so well. The staff in at DJR are just second to none. Are the troubles and the difficulties, oh, the, trouble, the, troubles. the things, that, the hurdles, the bottlenecks, are they, are they the similar. same or similar They're problem? Similar. And so it's the yeah. same skills? You know same skills. At the end of the day, you're only as good as, you, as the people you surround yourself with. And as I say, at DJR, there's great people there. And at Herod's, there's great people there. I've had my times at Herod's where you have people that are difficult to work with. That makes your life harder than trying to get the job done. Does that make sense, what I'm sort of trying to say? It's, you're only good as the people that surround you. And as I say, I don't find DJR, for me, hard to run with. I'm sure Ryan's gone through heartache after heartache to get the place to where it is. He's a brilliant man, an honest man, and I can't praise that young lad highly enough to what he has done with this race team. To take it from being X amount of dollars in debt to where it is now, it's a beautiful place. You know, just everything about the place is right. So I'm, I'm, I'm privileged to that... I'm in this position that I can do this for Ryan. And, you know, like, like you say, it's not my business or whatever it may be, but I take pride in and try and do the best I can um, to make sure it's run right. And hopefully Ryan gets well enough soon that he can get back and be at race meetings and, and whatever it may be. So I guess the final question has to be, what about being able to be a, a full-time granddad and so close? I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. You know, like I uh, have my... Um, my, my son-in-law's cousin's here, who I'd never met, and he came up and introduced himself. Next minute, we've got my son-in-law, Nick, my daughter, Brent, my other son, Jackson, and my granddaughter, Olivia. They're out in their boat up on the Gold Coast. We've got them on FaceTime. I just love it. I just love it. It's, uh, it's something that I really enjoy. Yeah. You can give them back, unlike your own. 
Exactly right. Yeah, well, I've actually looked after Olivia once when she was a couple of weeks old. My daughter went over to the shop to leave her with me. And she was all right, and then she cried and cried. But, you know, it's, I've got three children, and, you know, kids are kids. And, yeah, I love it. But you're right, you can give them back when you want to, but I haven't got to that stage yet. We're looking forward to 2022, as I'm sure you are, and certainly the developments that you've got going on into 2023 are going to be exciting to watch. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me on your show. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more, or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.